2: The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. I don't want to hear anything about some sugar hangover about Easter. We got to
3: bring it. Are we ready? Wait a second. Somebody lost their
2: voice. David, how are you?
3: I'm okay. I'm just going to be. I'm just going to be channeling Dr. Anthony Fauci for the next three hours.
2: Well, you sound better than you did over the weekend. You completely lost your voice. Yeah, I, I couldn't speak at all on Saturday. And still on the struggle bus now, yeah. but not as bad as it was. So that's that's what there's three of us for. OK, it takes three of us to bring this whole thing together. So we're in this,
0: Scott. Um, Van Camp's ventriloquist today. Yeah, a little bit. I'll just do it. Yeah, Maybe. sure. No problem.
2: All right. Before we get to uh, how the vaccines were never intended to prevent infections, um, let's talk about the senator. Yeah. OK. All right. Who was using Easter to justify sending troops to Ukraine.
3: Yeah, this is uh, Senator Chris Coons, uh, and he wants to send troops into Ukraine, apparently. This was on CBS uh, Face the Nation. Roll it.
4: I, great, I, I deeply worry that what's going to happen next is that we will see Ukraine turn into Syria. Mm-hmm. The American people cannot turn away from this tragedy in Ukraine. I think the history of the 21st century turns on how fiercely mm-hmm. we defend freedom in Ukraine and that Putin will only stop when we stop him. I'll close with this, Margaret. This is a but week before.
2: So any other time there's been a situation like this that we didn't get involved? And there's been many. Did we drop the ball there? So are we now the world police? Is that what he's saying? Apparently. Listen, it's, hard, it's heartbreaking what's going on. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But there have been a lot of different situations where we have not eh, really paid that much attention. Like, yeah, it's really sad what's happening in, say, Rwanda or whatever. It's a little bit different here.
4: This is a weekend when so many families gather to celebrate the very best in the human spirit. Um, And where we grieve the loss of many due to COVID, we should also be prayerful and mindful of those who are fighting for freedom in Ukraine uh, and how much their heroism and patriotism inspires the rest of us.
2: What? Well, Well, that's possible, right? To pray for those people and to think about those people, but still say as a country... I don't think we should send troops to go fight on the ground there. It's not an all or nothing, is it? I'll answer that no.
0: Well, no, it's, I mean, it sounded that way, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry, David. I asked you the question. You're like, I
0: can't talk. Well, the drum beats are, are loud. Yeah, no Get, question. Getting louder all oh, yeah. the
2: time. Yes. And then you really wonder, and you're trying not to be cynical. But, yeah, okay the vast (laughs) military complex, there's a lot of people invested in this that could make a lot of money if we go to war. I mean, that's just the reality of it that now has to enter your mind. What is the real play here and what are we trying to do as a country? At the same time, we have an issue at our own border and we're not doing anything about it. How many people on the terror list have tried to come in? We're getting news about that. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're talking about last month we had 210,000 people arrested trying to come through, and we know it's going to get way worse in a month? But that's not a huge priority? I mean, these are a lot of questions to ask. Meanwhile, as far as the vaccines, I don't know if you saw this story, um, but different health experts, okay, if you're still looking to them for, you know, information... They're saying now the vaccines, you know, they weren't really intended
0: to prevent infections. Oh, gosh. Dang. What? Just Fauci and Dr. Scarf were out there early on talking about how this was going to stop everything. Well, the one to the Take that you, mask off. Biden said it. They, no need. Now you need not worry. You've had the vaccine.
2: They want to remind you, and USA Today is doing a big special about this, okay, that What it's doing is preventing hospitalizations and deaths. Okay. So, not necessarily you getting it or spreading it, but that's the good news. It's keeping you out of the hospital and it's keeping you alive. But, David, I think you were able to put something together that would say, hey, that wasn't the original message.
0: No, it was not.
2: Here's a montage. From the somewhat silenced David Van Camp.
5: Vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Mm.
0: There's only one confirmed positive case per 5,000 fully vaccinated Americans per day. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. A
4: pandemic (laughs) of the unvaccinated. A pandemic of the unvaccinated.
0: It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. I know I've said that constantly and others have as well. Vaccination of the unvaccinated. Mm Mm-hmm. I like so I mean, the, different people are about
6: this.
3: What's that, David? It's a vaccination of the unvaccinated. <laughs> That's what you just heard Joe say.
0: That's yes, right. That's exactly right. Others have as well. Vaccination of the unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. Vaccines provide complete immunity. That's what we were told. Yes. But these don't. We know
2: that. No. For a long time, when some of us were saying, "You might as well call it a flu shot." Or a COVID shot That's what instead it of a vaccine because yes. it doesn't work like a vaccine. No. You're spreading false information. No. Speaking of spreading false information, speaking of montages, David, as I've said many times, you're great at putting these together. Let's go through some montages at different points in time and check in on the media and, quote, health experts. <laughs> Remember, early on, when Trump... When he was still president said, I think we're going to have a vaccine that that's going to happen. We're working on it. We're going to have it by the end of the year. Okay, Um, people are saying, please, that's not going to happen. If you remember at the time, earlier in 2020.
4: Happy talk that he's doing about a vaccine. Um, experts say it, he'd be in need a miracle. Basically a miracle. Donald Trump can't
0: spell yeah. vaccine. We won't have a vaccine momentarily. Are you worried that President Trump is going to push a vaccine on the public
2: before it is thoroughly ready? Yes.
7: The American public is worried that the Trump administration will rush a vaccine to market. <laughs>
2: Just to give you an idea, if you needed reminding that these people lie all the time and it's not really news, it's an agenda. Um, How about when we knew we were going to have the vaccine? Okay, was there any doubt there? And this is before I believe Biden was elected president.
8: Hundreds of millions of doses to be ready by January.
9: But do you feel that's in the realm of possibility?
0: Do you worry he's trying to tie any positive news to his own re-election campaign hmm. calendar? Predicting a date by which we're going to have results is foolhardy.
2: It's
4: suddenly going to be a vaccine, which I don't think a lot of people are going to trust. It's two years,
2: everybody. I think two years to get something that people trust. I wouldn't give it, I wouldn't
7: recommend it for my patients. I wouldn't recommend oh. it for my family or for myself.
3: I huh.
8: think it's going to be a very skeptical
3: American public about taking the vaccine, and it should be. <laughs>
0: get the facts how sad is that yeah
2: yeah and the job of the american people is to sift through all this bs
0: okay and the doddering old man takes over and all of a sudden you're politicizing it if you don't take it the great vaccine after you told us for a month not to <laughs> that's right meanwhile elon musk the take over
2: twitter is it going to happen well we don't know we don't know what's going to happen next uh, we do know Elon Musk publicly slammed the Twitter board after the whole poison pill was adopted. I don't know if you're able to explain all that, David.
3: Yeah, that basically what they're saying is that if he gets 15% of the company, then they're going to dilute the shares and sell off a bunch of discounted shares in order to make sure he doesn't get above 15% ownership.
2: Now, we know the... Answer to the question Is that going about business the right way for the shareholders? No. Well, then the board. Well, the board must own a whole lot of Twitter stock, right? Oh, no, no they it, don't.
3: They don't. It's like 77
0: shares combined. Correct. Minuscule. Holy smokes. I don't think I knew that until just right now.
2: Yeah, I saw that reported over the weekend and musk also retweeted that saying hey what is this about then i mean they're not doing right by their shareholders um so this is going to be interesting how this goes down and a lot of people have said part of it is it's hard to know exactly what elon musk is thinking he has said this is about free speech and with twitter shutting down so many voices i mean we're doing this whole montage about the vaccine think of how many people got booted from Twitter for comments about the vaccine or COVID that ended up being right, that were deplatformed?
0: You know, you have to ask yourself during all of this, what are they afraid of? I mean, what are you afraid of?
9: Well, I the think guy it's... wants
0: to open it up and not give you the uh, the uh, the authority to just censor whatever you want to censor. So what are you afraid of? If what you're saying is true, Mm-hmm. And the rest is just gobbledygook misinformation. Don't you think people would be able to see through that if that, in fact, was the case? Well, you're controlling speech right now. Exa- and you're well that, control. That's outside what it of down controlling to. the speech, what reason would you have to push back on this? I've heard that's another
2: one. That's the only reason. No, I've heard another one. What's that? Because of the corruption possibly inside Twitter will be found out.
0: Well, that's possible, too. But, again, you're, you're doing this based on your own motives, then, for covering your own butt. Well, and we'll get to this a little bit later, too.
2: I mean, you're looking at the former CEO of Twitter also coming out now and slamming the board in his own sort of way. Jack Dorsey. Yeah. Saying, yeah, basically, a great company is not built by a board, but they can tear one down. And that's sort of what you're looking at. Um, Hope you had a wonderful Easter. Um, You're thinking, okay, Are we going to have some sort of crazy Easter Bunny story? There always is. But this one, for this year, with everything else going on, it's like, you got to be kidding me. The Easter Bunny
0: accidentally handed out condoms at an elementary school? What do you mean, accidentally handed out condoms?
2: Well, this was an elementary school in Austin this last week. Um, Some of the candy that were inside the eggs, well, it wasn't candy. It was condoms. Okay? So... School officials told these people to leave. Apparently it was a parent. But they said, no, it's an accident. Someone else with kids who go there got on Twitter and explained what happened. That the parent of the Easter bunny or in the Easter bunny costume, one of the parents, works as a pharmacist and had done an Easter-themed safe sex clinic earlier in the day. The eggs got mixed up. Was still in costume when they went back to pick up uh, their second grader, and all the kids mobbed her. So she called her husband to bring some eggs to hand out. He accidentally grabbed the wrong eggs that were left over from the same or the safe sex clinic. I said same sex. Sorry. Um, so it sounds like she handed out those for a while without realizing. Oh, these are the ones with condoms.
0: Okay. Okay. What? What is going through I, your mind right now? I don't believe that for a second. I you, think it was done on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> See, and you, you you won't know because no. of the current
2: climate. And sorry, Austin, it is Austin. One had jelly beans, one had condoms. Oh, oops. <laughs> There's a new White House strategy. Do you know where they're going to send Kamala Harris? I don't
0: know where I'd like to ever send, but. Okay.
2: That answer and much more coming up right here. show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. A story of course political in nature. It comes from Politico. There is a new White House strategy with Kamala Harris. It's sending her to certain places. (laughs) You know where they are?
0: Places where there's zero population? or No, that's not it. Your house that, has, that doesn't have electricity, outdoor plumbing, or cable? What? No, it's places where
2: the media aren't going to be. Well, that would I... be, yeah. <laughs> yes. That would be it. Yes. Of course. I just broke loose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Loose from the media. Go somewhere else.
3: Well, that's a good strategy, actually. That's what they were saying in the piece. If there's no cameras around, then no one can hear her vapidness. Well, and as we talked about for a while, she's had consultants
2: to help her with her public uh, image and how she delivers different messages. Well, it's not working. Well, the biggest thing is she doesn't come off authentic at all. I mean, that's with anybody. It's not like, you know, just with this section of the population, you don't seem to be resonating. She doesn't resonate with any demographic. That's a problem. If there's one she does, it's white women who vote Democratic. That's it. So she can sort of work on her messaging, work on her skill set while going to the places where media will not be. And they mention her going to Greenville, Mississippi, which is a town of about 30,000 people. So as it says in this piece, it's not your stereotypical stop for a National Democrat, let alone the vice president. Um But, you know, talking about small businesses and community lending programs and people being left behind, right? If you remember now, when she was there, it was outstanding. Uh, Because, okay, this is a chance to really connect with people. You tell me if this was authentic or not.
5: Well, the reason I'm here is because there are people here who matter, right? And when you look at a place like Greenville, Mississippi, with a population of about 30,000 people, Mm -hmm. we're talking about families, we're talking about children, we're talking about people with aspirations and dreams for themselves, for their community.
3: Is that different than anywhere else? Yeah, those people two towns over, they don't care about anything. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) They just want to watch the world burn. Right. We actually have people here with aspirations.
2: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, go ahead.
5: And they deserve to be seen, and they deserve to be heard, and we cannot expect people to knock on our door to have to come to us in order for us to be responsive to their needs. Mm-hmm. So I am here uh, because this is a community in the Mississippi Delta yeah, that go. has a, a, a long history of of being part of America's history.
0: Oh, uh, now we're going in word circles. Here again. we go again. Uh oh. So the exit oh. ramp is right there. You could have taken it, but you decided to keep driving. No, it's the sentence
2: yep. that never ends, yep.
5: um, including having the needs that that should be met, such as oh. access to capital for small businesses, mm. such as access to high-speed internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I'm here to, to to speak with folks and and to celebrate who they are.
0: Okay, oh gosh. that was a bit a of a bunch of drivel. That is, yeah, yeah. Again,
3: that, that town, two towns over. Right. Yeah. They don't have a long history of being a city in this country. They don't. They are a city in this country and they've been a city in this country for a while. But not not quite the not like that town that they're in right now, though. Real quick. The other
2: part they mentioned in the piece was like when they sent her out, you know, to talk about electric vehicles. (laughs) Okay, And this was, you know, long before we had (laughs) Russia invading Ukraine. But this—remember the whole plug-in thing? It's
5: plugged in, so it plugged into just a normal electric yeah. socket, right? Uh,
0: yes. Normally, it's a 240 volt, but you can go ahead and plug in,
5: and uh, okay, so that, that's it.
0: Okay. Yeah.
5: There we are.
6: Yeah. That's it.
5: And there's no sound or fume.
6: there, there is nothing. Yes. Like, yeah. And that's so all there all is. all to of threat. us
5: who are used to every morning to we. filling our tank, we—you you usually can smell it, and and you can hear it. You can hear the guzzling sound. Right.
3: Golly. <laughs> Always this playing is for different. time. Always.
2: You know, trying to take away the narrative of the left and kids and sex. Really good move from Oklahoma State University to host the Drag Queen Story Hour for as young as two-year-olds. Really trying to get away from that stereotype. Great job there. That also popped up over the weekend. We can get to that later. Um... A reporter asked the Pentagon if they're helping people in states with "quote anti-gay laws." (laughs) That much more coming up. Van Camp and Robin show. Thank you for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van David Van Camp, <laughs> Millennial. <laughs>
0: That's Scott Robbins. That's his adult film name.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Scott Robbins, the sexy Boomer.
2: Okay, uh, let's go down to uh, this story about a reporter asking the Pentagon if they're helping people in states with quote anti-gay laws.
3: Yeah, isn't this a beauty? You got war in Europe right now. You've got senators talking about getting involved in the war. Mm-hmm. Like troops in Ukraine. Yes. And Pentagon spokesman John Kirby was asked about Florida's anti-grooming bill. Okay. <laughs> this is So insanity. let's
2: keep it let's keep it on equity and culture war stuff, even though that's what the left says about the yeah. right. Here we go.
8: Air Force is helping families of transgender gay and lesbian children who are in states that have passed anti-gay and trans laws like Florida, Alabama, and Texas. I'm wondering is the defense department coming up with any policies to help military families
2: who Are you coming up with a sane question because what you just asked included a falsehood? What is the quote anti-gay stuff you're talking about?
0: Well, David, do you have a working knowledge of that in Texas? Hey, I well, Texas
3: and Oklahoma are are trying to stop kids from having their genitals mangled by adults who say they're trans. But that's not anti-gay. No, it's not. No. Okay. No. It's actually pro-child.
2: Correct. But as a media member, you just get away with calling it whatever you want. Oh,
0: you, you got to throw the hyperbole out there, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, in my opinion, it's you anti-gay. You got to stir it up a little bit,
8: yeah. OK, mm-hmm. who feel that the uh, who, who live in states that, that have passed laws like this,
4: yeah, Jeff, I'm not aware of any departmental wide policies. I think what the Air Force did was uh, uh, was communicate to airmen and their families uh, that if they needed any assistance or advice or counsel um, um, as they transferred uh, from base to base, uh, that uh, there was a set of resources available to them.
2: And again, you could ask the question, what numbers are we talking about, even though this is a false question? It's so tiny with other things going on in the world of such importance. And that's what the reporter is told to ask. I'm guessing he's told to ask that. Doesn't come up with that on his own, does he?
0: Who knows? No, he might. Yeah. You
2: know, on that, I just found something out uh, the other day. And, And, you know, this is from people that have worked at CNN, understand what goes on at Fox but basically the difference or one of the differences in the MSNBCs and the Foxes, that Peter Ducey actually asks his own questions. He's not fed those questions.
0: No, he writes them and delivers them. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, who you know, do I know that's really true? No, I'm not there. No. But that's interesting. But not the way it's CNN, and I I believe that. <laughs> Speaking of questions and media. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if you saw this story over the weekend. This was MSNBC. Um, On one of their shows, they had someone from NPR on. Okay. And so they're talking about a number of different things, including what's going on at the border. Just mass illegals coming through. And so this is Maria. I think it's Hinojosa. Very good. Go with it. Yep. Yep. Okay, thank you. Um, And and you won't believe the part that she repeats through this entire back and forth. Just listen to where this conversation goes with the fakeness of what's happening at the border.
7: And the one thing the Biden administration can start to do is to correct the narrative. This is not a threat. He is a welcoming president. We are a welcoming country or we are
8: not, (laughs) you know.
2: This isn't a threat. Thousands of people coming in. Again, 210,000 arrested last month, and the numbers are going to go up. Her point, the NPR lady, this isn't a threat. We're a loving country. A lot of these people have family
0: here. No, it's a dangerous threat. We don't know who these people are. No.
2: I mean, how many people on the terror watch list were just arrested within the last few months? Those numbers came out. You're like, we have to be careful about this. We have to protect our own country. So now you'll have the MSNBC clown ask and follow up another question to the NPR person.
8: You know, and that is a key point. This is not a threat because the previous administration used every tool it could possibly use to basically stop immigration, legal immigration and quote unquote illegal immigration. That's not true either. Um, and so do you think the Biden administration is actually doing a better job on the rhetorical side of communicating mm. to, to Americans in particular, but to the rest, or
2: just get to the question. I think, you know, the question and now the answer.
8: No, I'm sorry, Jonathan. Um, I- I'm very sorry to have to
7: say this. And I know that the administration really dislikes it when I say this, uh-huh. but the one thing that they could at least try doing is getting the narrative straight and correct and so joe biden has had so many opportunities horrific opportunities like when we saw haitian black people being whipped by men on horses oh god that would have been his moment to stand in front of the horse and say this stops
3: stand in front of the horse the horse what the horse do (laughs) this is the best okay and that wasn't even true
0: we're still going with the whip light. I thought this was settled. Yeah, it, just just to be just to be clear here, this interview was just done. You're not playing something from like a year ago here. Not to my knowledge, right? Yeah. No. No, this was. They're, supposed so they're to be sticking yesterday. with this story. It's one of those where it's a false. It's been it, it's debunked been a thousand times. Proved, yes. and they still roll with it. Yeah, they do. It's crazy to me. Watch me whip.
6: Kill it.
2: Now watch me. Nae nae. See okay. I, I thought that was retired. Me too. Because the investigation closed, there was nothing there. Mhm. But apparently this person what, didn't get the
3: memo? That's a problem, man. okay. Well, when they say this isn't a threat to national security or whatever. Yeah, it's insane. The question I have for both of them, if a non-credentialed person Came off the street, tried to go in your office area to use the restroom. Would you just let him without asking any questions? No. Right.
2: No, you'd say no.
3: You can't come past here without a visitor's pass or whatever.
2: Oh, my gosh. You're thinking they went into that office with a MAGA hat. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You
0: kidding me? Oh, my gosh. I can't believe this is still happening and 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 you say it, and it just goes unchecked,
7: yeah, yes, and so Joe Biden has had so many opportunities, horrific, horrific. opportunities, remember like when we saw Haitian black people being <laughs> whipped by men on horses, that would have been his moment to stand in front of the horse and say, "This stops, never again, we're gonna reform,
0: okay, it hey, never
2: horse happened, okay, you will be broken, you wild horse."
3: He needs I'll to stand right here. Stand in front of that horse and resolutely say nay.
0: <laughs> See, we don't even
2: know that's coming.
0: Neighbor again. <laughs> Horsey.
2: Easy.
0: <laughs> Golly. Joe Biden's got sugar cubes in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile. Cory Bush. Remember Cory Bush? Oh, she's fantastic.
2: Uh, yeah, Corey Bush, representative from Missouri. Um, she's been famous for saying we need to defund the police.
0: And really not backing up on it, continuing heck, on. Heck yes. no. I
2: mean, when everyone else has abandoned the old defund the police, like, all right, that didn't work out. That was really stupid. She's like, uh-uh. Nope. You other weak Democrats, you go on with wanting your votes and all that. No, I am all for defunding the police. And I am all for spending a lot of money on my own private security. We have now surpassed three hundred thousand dollars that Corey Bush has spent on private security. Smokes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's three hundred and four thousand dollars uh oh three hundred and four one hundred fifty two the the total. Um well she told Axios back in February. I always tell Democrats, if y'all had this fixed before I got here, I wouldn't have to say these things about defunding the police. All right, so you might be all offended now that I'm staying on that. But if you'd have fixed it before, I wouldn't have to keep saying it now. Because this is a person that still believes we need to defund the police. All right. By the way, what is the murder capital now in the United States?
3: Well, St. Louis, and it's not even close.
2: Right. But defunding the police. If we just did that, then Mm -hmm. the murder rate would go down, apparently. Okay. And who are the most people that
0: are getting murdered in the area? Black people. Oh. Being shot by cops, is that right? No. 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 Okay, got it.
3: Mostly being shot by other black people.
0: Yeah.
2: But she is the voice for black people. Yes. Yes. So is it safe to say if you're a black person in that area? You're like, uh, I don't want this person anymore. Well, what is this them. doing let's, for us? Let's
0: ask them about Cori Bush because their opinion is really the only one I care about. Wow. I don't care about the rest of them. They don't have to live there. Yeah. Um, You know what? Speaking of opinions, this is really
2: interesting. Uh, as we get older, if you're a fan of music, when is it that your music becomes, say, classic or classic
0: rock? That's interesting because now it's like thirty years, so or less. Okay, Pearl Jam is classic rock.
2: (laughs) No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's not. Not when you ask people, "Hey, is Pearl Jam classic rock?" Fifty-five percent say no. Yeah, they don't want to admit they're older. That's part of it. Yeah, I thought this was really interesting. Um, this this whole. BuzzFeed poll, asking people, well, what about Green Day? Is that classic rock? 85%. No. Okay, you think about that first album. That was 94. That's going to be 30 years old. Yeah. In what, two years? Yeah. So 28 years. Okay, think about uh, 1988. 1960s music at that time from 1960, that wasn't classic rock. That was oldies. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Oh, I know. So, yeah, no one wants to think of their stuff as classic rock.
0: No, because it makes you feel old. Absolutely.
2: Yep. Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, they've been around since the 80s. That classic rock? No. 73%. How about you, too? Well, yeah.
0: It's classic rock. 56%. No. Well, of course it is. <laughs> it was Sunday Bloody Sunday. When was that out? 83. 83. Yes. Yeah.
2: Uh-huh, New Year's Day, 83. Is Nirvana classic rock, 62%? No. Mm. Blink-182, no, that's 92%. On it goes. So it's almost like they threw in a trick in there. What about Queen? Just to see, would they answer yes to anything? 94%, yes. Who is the 6% says no? They don't qualify. They don't know music. Get them out of
0: here. What would you think about Guns N' Roses? It's classic rock, Yes. How did they answer? Probably no. Eighty percent, yes. Oh wow. Okay. That's I'm surprised at that. Yeah. Another surprise there. So anyway, just interesting.
2: Much more to get to. Including illegal immigrants shipped to another nation. Next. Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Man, this is getting quite the attention. Okay, people come here illegally. Um, you can resettle somewhere else. Not here, because we can't take any more people. Okay, so we're going to send you to Rwanda. Whoa.
0: What? Rwanda?
2: Yeah, what's wrong with that? That's not the United States, by the way. Well, That's the UK. I was just going to say, we, we'd never get a buy with that. Boris Johnson announced last week that the U.K. had reached an agreement with Rwanda worth $157 million Holy smokes. to fly individuals who illegally migrate to the U.K. to Rwanda so they can be resettled in that nation. I'm like, well, that's interesting. Uh, what's the shape of Rwanda right now? Boris Johnson says it's one of the safest places on the planet.
3: That is true. Probably. Well, okay.
2: So we'll lay this out a little bit. I saw this at Daily Wire. Johnson said last week, uncontrolled immigration, see if this sounds familiar, creates unmanageable demands on our NHS and our welfare state. It overstretches our local schools, our housing and public transport and creates unsustainable pressure to build on precious green spaces. Mm. Can't have it. Nor is it fair on those who are seeking to come here legally if others can just bypass the system. Well, that's hateful. That's what some would say to that. But he's right. And then he said, oh, those attempting to arrive in the U.K. by boat are not directly fleeing imminent peril, as is the intended purpose of our asylum system. And that if they had passed through, you know, safe countries, including many in Europe, where they could and should have claimed asylum, they should have stopped there. He said, you know, people here in Britain have voted several times for us to get a grip on the illegal immigration problem. uh, So we need to do something here. So that's why he announced tens of millions of dollars worth of new funding. um, You know, not only on security, but to fly people to Rwanda. And so, you know, and in Rwanda... Uh, As far as the foreign minister there is like, yes, Rwanda welcomes this partnership with the United Kingdom to host asylum seekers and migrants and offer them legal pathways to residence. This is about ensuring that people are protected, respected and empowered to further their own ambitions and settle permanently in Rwanda if they choose. Hear that, Joe? Well, seriously. Yeah, I know. If you're fearing for your life, and that's what we hear a lot, just people fearing for their lives and they're trying to get here. If we can't take any more people, we don't have the system. Well, is there somewhere else we can take people where it would be safe, where they can start a life?
0: It makes sense to me. I mean, as you so happily have put it many, many times, we don't have any money. No, we're we, than we got than no trillion
2: in the hole. Yeah, we got
0: no money. We can't take any more here. This, this, this has got to stop. Well, let, you know, Fidel Castro Jr.
3: in Canada take him in. Yeah. Tell him to just keep walking north.
2: You know he doesn't want that. But I thought that was really interesting. And then you ask, will that get any traction here? Well not well, at least for several months. See. Oh, did you see this little quick blurb on Roger Daltrey from The Who? He's seventy eight now. Wow. Um
0: gosh dang.
2: Yeah, you know what he is actually still saying? Um. hope I die before I get old. Because so I'm not old. So I'm not. I'm not old. Okay. Yeah. So it's a state of mind age. I've met young people who seem to be incredibly old in their mind, and I've met old people that are incredibly young. A life is a life. 78, not old. So okay, good with me. This is the Barkley Van Camp and Robin Show. markley van camp and robin show thank you so much for being here i'm jamie markley that's david van camp there's scott robbins well obviously a lot of talk of what's going on in ukraine we also have issues at our southern border as 210,000 were arrested trying to come into the country last month and we're told next month it's going to be way worse well let's not panic though this is part of the design isn't it from the left see we want to be welcoming and change the demographics of the country and favor Democrats as far as voting goes. Now, as far as Beto O'Rourke goes,
3: he's running for governor in Texas. Yeah. This is quite the conundrum for him. Well, the Biden administration is set to end Title 42 at the end of next month, which will open the floodgates at the border. That's the health order that allowed the feds to deport illegals more quickly. Yes. Now, Beto O'Rourke, he's running for governor as a Democrat. And he's been all over the place on this issue. Uh, Within the last couple of weeks, he's been against lifting Title 42 and in favor of lifting Title 42. Just depends on who he's talking to. Way the wind blows. So we did an interview with MSNBC's Jonathan Capehart, who was a little bit confused as well.
2: You've been raging about this for so long you lost your voice. I know, exactly. Or it's allergies, one of the two. This
3: Beto O'Rourke guy.
8: (laughs) here it is i want to turn our uh, attention to to title 42 you don't think it's a good idea for the biden administration to end title 42 why no i I think it's time to end title 42 i don't think we should have ever
0: implemented it it's a very cynical reading of u.s law whoa that's not what
2: you
3: said so to get some polling back is that what happened just curious This guy just changes his opinions on things depending on who he's speaking with.
0: Well, yes. I mean,
3: that's how his
0: wife's family just has is done shoveling money his way. I mean, that that's like when he was
3: running for the Senate a few years ago. Yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. Right on when he was running for Senate. He said no one wants to get rid of your AR-15 running for president. Hell yes, we're going to take. Your AR-15. I'm sorry,
2: I misheard you. I thought you said president. You originally said senate. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm
3: not interested in taking anything from anyone. What I want to make sure that we do is defend the
9: Second Amendment.
2: Right. An idiot. But then, then you said president.
3: Yeah. Well, he's right.
9: Hell yes, we're gonna take your, <laughs> your
3: AR-15. Your... Right. Got and it. now he doesn't want to take guns from anybody. No. Heck no. no. I'm not interested in
2: taking anything from anybody. Okay. That's that's not who we are. And as far as CRT in school, any of that, I don't I don't think we should teach it. Uh, but at the same time, it's not because I'm
9: a great person. or I'm a genius or I figured anything out. A lot of it has to do with the fact that I'm a white man.
2: Right. If I wasn't a white man, I wouldn't have the privilege that I do. You think maybe it has to do with money and dopes in the media? that thought you were cool because you played in a bad garage band? And they sort of fell in love with this whole story with no substance whatsoever? Just none. My goodness, man. And then which is it right now, which is border security? Where is he on that? I can't keep it straight. Because I know for a while, as far as walls, they were one of the most evil things that you could do. We
9: know that walls... Do not save lives. Walls end lives.
2: Did anyone ever figure out how that is? No? How
0: walls end li- ends yeah. lives? Yeah, well. What that even meant?
3: Well, he is trying to push for a comprehensive wall reform. <laughs> okay. Got
0: Hell it. yeah, we're going to lower your wall.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I remember, because there was some, like... Wall built, and then I think he was asked, hey, if you could, would you just do, tear that down? Yes, I would. Would you take the wall down now? Here. Yes. It's
9: like you have a wall. Absolutely. I'd knock it down. I'd take the wall down. And you
2: think that- Yes, absolutely, I'd knock that wall down. Okay. What's the polling again? Yeah.
0: Oops. Yes, I'd build the wall. Yes. Absolutely, I would. And you got to stand firm on your principles. Are there any numbers this guy has? I mean, like, is he a threat? politically David? to be the governor?
3: Uh not really. I mean he's he's uh well I think the last I saw Abbott had a 4 point lead on him. Yeah.
2: Should be 40. It's amazing sometimes yeah, when you look well, at he, it isn't yeah, I understand. I understand. Okay. Probably enough time on Beto. Jeez. <laughs> uh slightly uh Well, just barely got into this earlier. Jack Dorsey, you remember Jack? Yeah. Twitter CEO for a long time. Yeah, the weird beard. You always called him weird beard, Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like the rubber band in it? Yeah, depending on the day. Yeah. Sort of a free spirit, that Jack Dorsey. Um, Saw this at Daily Wire and other outlets. He kind of lashed out at Twitter's board. You know, the big story is Elon Musk is trying to buy the company. You know that. Yeah. Um, And the board of directors, they don't want that to happen. A lot of people feel like they have the monopoly on free speech. They can continue to have all the rules about Twitter. And if Elon Musk takes it over, then, oh, my gosh, people can put out mean tweets again like Donald Trump.
6: Ah, it
2: would be terrible. Well, this was sort of surprising to me, and you tell me if it surprised you. Dorsey was responding or responding to this following tweet. If, if you look at a history of the Twitter board, it's intriguing – as I was a witness on its early beginnings, mired in plots and coups, and particularly against Twitter's founding members, I wish it could be made into a Hollywood thriller one day. Dorsey responded, it's consistently been the dysfunction of the company. Does that surprise you? I know you're having a hard time talking, David, but I'm curious.
3: Uh, yeah, it does. I still thought got they were all
2: together on the vision of
3: Twitter. No, I think Jack Dorsey is, is very excited at the prospect of Elon Musk taking over the company. Why would that be? I think because he's seen his creation get turned into something that he never wanted it to be. Wow. And, I mean, this guy lost his mind running Twitter. You know, at least from following different
2: news reports, you would think it ended up exactly the way he wanted it to be. But not the
3: case. Yeah, I, don't, I I think so. I think he, he saw it get completely hijacked.
2: Another response he had on Twitter talking about Dorsey, venture capitalist Fred Destin said, What I do know for sure is that this old Silicon Valley proverb is grounded in age-old wisdom that still applies today. Good boards don't create good companies, but a bad board will kill a company every time. Dorsey replied, Big facts. So, yeah, you take away from that. Yeah, it seems like he's sort
0: of rooting for Elon Musk there. Well, there's been rumors that they were in cahoots together on this. Really? Yeah. Do you buy that? Mm, I don't know. I don't know what to believe. I mean, again, rumors fly everywhere, but that Dorsey and they had, like, comboed up on this thing. Well, then he was later asked, Dorsey was, hey, are you allowed
2: to speak like this publicly, given the fact that you're still on Twitter's board? Dorsey just responded, No very interesting to watch. And from what different people say, this is going to drag on for months and months and months. So in the meantime, will Twitter change anything? Probably not. As long as they don't have to, would be my guess.
0: You know, I heard somebody else say that, that they, the fear here is that the board will turn it down no matter what it is, because they look at this as a campaign contribution. That as long as this thing continues to um, use their, their campaign or political stances to further them they don't care if it's a money losing proposition well. <laughs> so i mean that, that's the poison pill thing right so i i don't know you know i don't know yeah but there's going to be a lot of shareholders very upset well and, you, and unless tanks. of course they have the same mindset that this isn't this is no more that i can control the narrative uh, by owning this therefore it's worth you know whatever i, I don't care about the money anymore I don't know. That, I mean, again, these are just theories. Right. Right. Here's another one. Doesn't make sense to me. So you still got vaccine
2: mandates, Canada. So you'll hear this with different Major League Baseball teams that got to travel there. Oh, there to be a lot that just can't play. No. Oh, so Boston has a road trip there. Uh, multiple Red Sox unable to play because of the vaccine mandate. Okay. You're the biggest baseball guy here, Scott. Why doesn't
0: the commissioner of baseball say we're not playing that game? Well, that's I mean, so what he should do. Absolutely. He should say, look, you don't dictate this. We do. You either accept the players coming or in. We're or we're going to go to Buffalo and play the home games like we did before. We'll do it again. I mean, I, I absolutely I'd do that. Why doesn't he? Is there some sort of legal thing he's afraid of? I don't know. I'd hold Trudeau's feet to the fire, though. Probably just we need, cowardice. Right. It seems like that, we need, like with the Atlanta deal last year. Yeah.
2: In yeah. the All-Star game.
0: But you're right. I mean, I thought the same thing. I thought, well, they moved games to Buffalo before when, you know, Toronto wouldn't open the, the season last year. Right. Well, let's do it again. I mean, fine. Take so the s- franchise away from them
2: some stones. Listen, you don't
0: want to do this and if you've got a government that won't allow us to play then fine, we'll move the team we'll take control of the team. I think we want to respect Canada and their wishes with the mandate. Let Elon Musk die out of here. Buy the Blue Jays and move them.
2: Oh, and this I saw this. David, I wanted to make sure to get this story out there. Um, I don't know if you've heard this. We've talked a little bit about it. Elder millennials are sick and tired of the false millennial stereotypes. We've often said on this show, David Van Camp, being the millennial, doesn't no. fit the narrative, really. No. No, and I've gotten horse yelling about it. And that's why you don't have any voice today. Right. It has nothing
0: to do with allergies. He's been shouting from the rooftops.
6: <laughs> Not of like
2: this!
0: And he, he lost his voice. It was crazy. Paid for his own college? That's wrong.
2: No, that, that's supposed to be the government's job.
0: That's right. Anyway,
2: here are some of the highlights, apparently, that elder millennials are tired of, that we don't work hard. I would agree when it comes to you, one of the hardest workers I've ever been around. Now, they say we're the hardest working generation. Well, <laughs> well let's okay. Let's not stretch it here. Easy. Let's not get crazy. We're just going anecdotal. Um, another elder millennial said, I've never eaten avocado toast. Stop it.
3: I think you like avocado toast. What's wrong with avocado toast? I never got that. Millennials like avocados. Yeah, we like delicious fruit. Who cares? (laughs) But yet you're against fruit and beer. That's another topic for another time.
2: Um, You hate the stereotype, we're always on our phones. And these elder millennials are saying, hey, all the information in the world is in your pocket. I can read books. I can see the news. Get off me about being on my phone. They also said, okay, okay. I'm tired of hearing how millennials ruined such and such a thing. Didn't. Or they really hate this. I couldn't pay for college with my summer jobs. College today is a lot more expensive. To which I'm guessing you, David, would say to the quote elder millennials, yes, you could have
3: if you were smart. Yeah. And you don't mind taking the scenic route to your degree. Right. Because where would you be today without your degree?
2: Gosh. <laughs> Exactly where he is. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Never needed it. But anyway, I digress. Um, and then the other one is that millennials don't have any do it yourself skills. And we can vouch for Van Camp here. Oh, he can do it all. If you got something broke around the house, yeah. if you called Robbins or me first instead of David, <laughs> you're a fool. It.
1: I'm calling him next.
2: <laughs> the Democratic governor wants to review sexual content in schools what does that mean that and much more coming up Right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins,
0: David Van Camp with us. His voice struggling. Yeah, he's really hurting today. But it's a mighty effort. Do you have a sore throat or is it just the voice shot? No, nah, I feel okay. fine. The voice is just it's, it's, shot. It sounds kind of painful. That's why I wondered. Yeah. It does sound painful. Yeah. Poor All right. right. Well, David saw this story. You can tell us about it, Scott. New Jersey's uh, education system made news last week. Yeah, there's a new state standards under the new health education standards in New Jersey. Students are supposed to know the difference between sexual orientation and gender identity by the time they leave elementary school. Uh Long division be damned. You will know this. Well, are these based on facts or theories? (laughs) I guess on the textbook, a fact or theory, I suppose. I would say that's a theory. Theory, I would agree. So that, among other things, parents are nervous. So the governor there, Phil Murphy, fantastic guy, (laughs) is pressing pause on these standards. He said he wants to review it. Part of his statement is this. In New Jersey, parents always have and always will have a say in their child's education, which includes... Opting their child out of any health lesson they would rather discuss in the privacy of their own home. Unfortunately, our learning standards have been intentionally misrepresented by some politicians seeking to divide and score political points. At the same time, we've seen a handful of simple lessons and sample lessons that are being circulated that have not been adopted in our school districts and do not accurately reflect the spirit of I love that word. The spirit of the standards. God, what is that? What? Any proposed educational content that is not age-appropriate should be immediately revised by local officials. He added that he has directed the State Department of Education to review the new standards, which were adopted in 2020, but will take effect for the first time this fall to, quote, provide further clarification on what age-appropriate guidelines look like for our students. Okay. What the hell does that even mean?
2: Could we at least agree with this? We're falling far behind, say, China. Yes. When it comes to math. Yes. Science. Yes. Reading. Check, check, check. Can yes. we focus there? It, that's why parents send kids to school. We
0: really need to teach about gender. No, you don't. No, but I, we're, Are we ahead in sexual orientation and gender studies? Equity, inclusion? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't care.
2: The parents have to be teaching kids certain things. That's part of it. I hate that argument. Well, some parents don't even teach that to their kids. Well, they need to start. I don't want some of these kook teachers teaching my kid anything. They're all over, well, libs of TikTok, which got taken down. They used to be, yeah. I mean, that's just a sample. How do you know what your kid's being taught or not? Can we start with the basics? My goodness, man, it's... It's nuts. And this is gonna be a big thing with the old midterms. This is gonna be a big time. Well, I think
0: that's why they're pushing pause on a lot of this stuff.
2: Yep. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Oh, one thing we hit on earlier, just real quick, it's forty two percent of people would rather take a selfie with someone they admire, some celebrity status type person, mm-hmm. um than get an autograph. That was only twenty percent. Which I can understand, but you would sign up for the autograph because yeah. then it makes it worth something. Right, I would rather have them
0: autograph a baseball for me than have to take a selfie with them, yes. Okay.
2: I know a person that just ran into Condoleezza Rice. Got a picture taken. Mm-hmm. Condoleezza Rice, picture or autograph? Autograph on a ball, yeah.
0: Oh my God. Yeah.
2: I'd, I'd take the picture. Okay, something else i got to get to. Brian Stelter, what he said about Jen Saki is something you need to hear. And uh, news update next. David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right. Saw this update. Poll completed April 8th. It's found that Americans are nearly twice as likely to support the parental rights bill in Florida than oppose it. I know the left has really tried hard to say it's the don't say gay bill, but people are starting to see through that. You've got a total of 57% of Americans said, yeah, I agree with that legislation. Don't want that taught kindergarten through third graders 31% said they disagreed they said one thing interesting about the poll was a majority irrespective of party affiliations and ideologies backed the bill except for liberals Uh uh-oh republicans 73 percent democrats 51 percent independents 54 percent agreed with the law's parameters but self-described liberals split 42% 42% said, yeah, parental rights bill, that's good. 53% opposed. Doesn't it seem like small numbers
3: for the left on that issue? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're still rolling with it. Well, in a, in a whole lot of times you'll notice when the left is screeching and when the media is amplifying those screeches, you'll mm-hmm. find that it's actually a small minority of people who are passionate in what they're screeching about yes it's true it's been that way
2: for a long time think about five years ago when it seemed like the transgender bathroom argument was like taking center stage people finally started asking how many people does this affect how many people really are invested in this it was tiny but there are people that control media and they're gonna do the stories that they're told to do yep Um, one thing that's also getting attention is that health experts now are trying to say that the vaccines were never intended to prevent infections. This infuriates me. Oh my goodness. That's all we were told. Well, what you need to understand is, hey, it's keeping you out of the hospital and it's keeping you from dying and it's doing its job. I mean, very rarely are you going to find something that's 100%. I mean, you have variations of the virus. And, you know, you get the vaccine, it's not going to cover all these variations. That's just part of it. They just failed to mention that when they were putting the pressure on everyone to
0: get vaccinated. They were telling us, take that mask off. You have no fears anymore. (laughs) Go out there. Breathe on people. (laughs) Feel free. (laughs) It's all good now. God, what a bunch of garbage. What a sack.
2: Yeah, so that's the change in messaging.
0: Remember Biden <laughs> said that was the last 4th of July? Yeah, you get the vaccine, you, you, don't, you don't get Take COVID. You'll never get COVID. You don't spread it. Right. Grill out the hamburgers and sneeze on them and give them to people. <laughs> You'll be fine. Gosh dang it. Don't remember that part, but, you know. It was alluded to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Meanwhile... Uh, more people, it seems, are calling for us to really get involved in Ukraine, troops on the
3: ground. Yeah, Democratic Senator Chris Coons, he wants to send troops into Ukraine or at least have the conversation. That's what he said on CBS yesterday.
4: I great. I I deeply worry that what's going to happen next is that we will see Ukraine turn into Syria. Mm-hmm. The American people cannot turn away from this tragedy in Ukraine. I think the history of the 21st century turns.
2: Okay, I'm just asking the question. Can we turn away from any tragedy? No, I mean... this particular one and Syria.
3: There's been war in Yemen for years. Yes, there has. Yeah.
2: So that's a fair question to ask. Yeah. I thought we had decided as a nation we couldn't be the world's police. Right. But, I mean, okay, so this particular war... Listen, man, when we did the stories last week, I don't even want to go over the details again, what happened to women, children. My gosh, horrific. No, you don't want to see it, but what are we talking about? Of sending troops on the ground? Most of America is still against that, but go on. Senator Coons,
4: on how fiercely we mm-hmm. defend freedom in Ukraine and that Putin will only stop when we stop him. I'll close with this, Margaret. This is a weekend when so many families gather to celebrate yes. the very best in the human spirit um, and where we grieve the loss of many due to COVID. We should also be prayerful and mindful of those who are fighting for freedom in Ukraine uh, and yes. how much their heroism and patriotism inspires the rest of us.
0: Well, I can certainly be prayerful and mindful of those people. Yes, yes. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. And a lot of people are
2: giving money generously to organizations that are helping the refugees from Ukraine that are
0: leaving the country. You know, and um, we're still reeling from the debacle in Afghanistan. Yes. I mean, how long were we there, for God's sakes? How many lives were lost? How many Americans did we leave there? Yes. How many women and children were left unprotected once we left? Was Coons at that time saying, we can't let that happen. we got to go back in. No. No. Not that I recall.
2: If that's the frustrating part is, you know, a consistent message. You could say, well, that guy's always been about fill in the blank. But when it just kind of changes, depends on the political winds, it's just weak. Okay.
0: Something else we need to get to. Um, Brian Stelter on CNN. <laughs> I guess he's on his way out, or I've been told. Really? Yeah, that they're, he's, uh, he's toast. Well, Jeff Zucker, who's been out for
2: months now, was the one that was supposed to protect Stelter, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that would make sense. I mean, his ratings are awful. He's a laughing laughingstock. Um, but there's been this whole story about Jen Psaki criticizing reporters, and Brian Stelter was talking about that, David.
3: Yeah, I'm actually going to turn to my uh, text and speak. It's David Van Hawking right now, <laughs> which, by the way. <laughs> yeah, all right. There you go. Here, I'll I'll introduce it this way. Okay.
10: White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki did an event with some liberal podcasters and agreed that Fox News reporter Peter Ducey is a stupid SOB.
3: (laughs) Well done, man. That's good. Rest in your voice. There's a little bit more here. OK.
10: CNN's Brian Stelter, who cried every time Trump went after a reporter, now says it's no big deal.
3: <laughs> I don't know why it has to be a woman's voice, but fine. So basically, you just read that
2: as best you can and then it gerbils that out. Yeah. I think you have a husky voice. I don't know why they paired you with a woman there. I don't understand it. But now we're actually going to hear
0: Stelter
9: oh, talk about yeah. it. we gender
0: fluid on this show. Since when?
9: Okay. I think the point she's trying to say there is that Fox pushes storylines that are sometimes nonsense. Ducey does that in the briefing room, but still, she did it in a way playing to a liberal audience that certainly is going to cause a lot of outrage from Fox probably for the next few days, right? Here's what the network says in a statement. Uh, Fox telling me, quote, in his role as White House correspondent, Peter Ducey's job is to elicit truth from power for the American public...
2: Yes, he's the only person, it seems, that asks tough questions consistently in there.
9: His questions, they say, are his own. He's a terrific reporter, and we're extremely proud of his work. So basically, Fox is saying, hey, we don't provide him questions. He comes up with it himself, so they're defending his honor. I think Jen Psaki's kind of like, remember in senior year, spring of your senior year, you're what? about to graduate, and you're just tired of all this? I think we're seeing that from Jen Psaki. She's about to leave the White House. She's going to go to a job, likely at MSNBC, so she's kind of rel- Relaxing and maybe to sharing how she really feels. But to be fair, she didn't really criticize him directly. She was really criticizing Fox News as an organization.
10: Brian Stelter just wants to have sex with Jen (laughs) Psaki.
2: Okay. So just a little senioritis is what Stelter is saying. I guess not a pro until the last day. Think about everyone that's going to leave a job, you know, whether it's a cop, it's a president, whoever, you know, I'm just not feeling it anymore. So I'm going to take out my bound flesh. That's the way a pro does it. Okay, Brian. Who else consistently asks tough questions in that press room? Well, there's nobody. Every once in a while, you'll get who's that, gri- that, who's a that grizzled
0: veteran, David? That you like? Oh, that's uh, right. that guy, that dude, that dude will fire away. Yeah, from he, time to he, time.
3: he covers uh, the State Department, though.
0: He's pretty yeah. good, though. He throws stuff out there. No, man. he's very, but good. not to Gen Yeah, not to Gen No. Wow. But you ask about that, and I'm like you're you're stumped. Usually, it's softball after softball Always. after softball after softball. It's crazy. Yeah.
10: Brian Stelter has pictures of Den Pisaki hung up in his a locker.
0: <laughs> Speaking of senioritis. it's <laughs> <laughs>
2: pretty good. Who heard about the uh, story of the dude that didn't want a birthday party at work? Spouse's like, ah, we're going to have a birthday party anyway. The guy sued and won $450,000. Holy smokes. Listen, how this story plays out. Dude in Kentucky, his name is Kevin Burling, asked his then employer, Gravity Diagnostics, Hey, don't celebrate my birthday. Serious. I don't want that. I don't want the attention. Okay, seriously, I have an anxiety disorder. Uh, You throw me a party, that could trigger a panic attack. Okay. Hmm. At that point, you're like, Okay. Yeah. For different people, like, you know, I really don't like the attention. If it's this sort of feeling of, hey, we want to celebrate the guy. Come on. No, the guy said, I've got an anxiety disorder. Well, as you know now, the company ignored him through a party for him over lunchtime. He got upset. He did have a panic attack. Oh, no. Left to have lunch in his car. So apparently the higher-ups then confronted him about his reaction. And he freaked again. Another panic attack. And then a few days later, they fired him. Oh, jeez! Yes. So he sued the company, and a, jur- a jury just awarded him four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Where'd they go to celebrate? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't say in the story, yeah, Scott. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, hundred and fifty grand for lost pay, three hundred thousand dollars for emotional distress. Um deciding that he suffered an adverse employment action because of his anxiety disability. At the same time, the company is still standing by the firing saying he became unstable and they were protecting other employees in the event he got violent because he was really ticked. In the end, what is the lesson to be learned here? I suppose if
0: someone says, "Really, I don't want the party," yeah, don't do it. Then probably not do it. Well, is anybody comfortable with having "Happy Birthday" sung to them? I don't know that that happened here. No, I know, but is anybody ever really comfortable with that? I mean, you do want to crawl under the table sometimes, <laughs> like, "Oh God!" Yeah, are, it's it's. it's everyone's looking at team. you, and Happy Birthday. You go, <laughs> oh no!
3: This whole thing just started with the birthday party. Yes. Yep.
10: That story
0: takes the cake. <laughs> He's got like a soundboard in front of him today. (laughs) Stephen Hawking Van Camp is hilarious. Want more of them. Absolutely.
2: Okay. Uh, Equality, (laughs) equity. Dozens of universities are hosting segregated graduation ceremonies. That and much more coming up right here. camp and robin show thank you so much for being here jamie markley david van camp scott robbins just wondering different people on the left that have talked about bringing people together what they think of this well i know what they think they're all about it but it's confusing to a lot of people there are dozens of universities that are hosting segregated graduation ceremonies based on identities saw this at campus reform more than three dozen Now, groups who qualify for receiving a special graduation ceremony would include blacks, Latino, Asian, American Indian, and LGBTQ plus individuals. And at some of these universities, it's multiple graduations to just accommodate numerous groups. Mm -hmm. The one thing that I don't quite understand is if you have, you know, whatever it might be. Um, like a black commencement ceremony at a university, then are the same people that take part of that graduation then invited to the overall big graduation? I'm not quite sure.
0: I mean, for me... Like to have two ceremonies? Well, if I'm the student
2: or a family member, goodness gracious, I got to go to two of these? Yeah. No, thanks. Thanks.
0: I'm not. Sh- I'm not quite sure how Does that. Does anybody works. go to those graduation ceremonies like that because they want to? Well, I'm guessing. No, the I know. I mean, I mean, unless you're not related somehow. No, that's what I mean. It's like, like you're <laughs> you're just a ticket buyer or whatever. Like, yeah, I want to go and watch three hours for the, oh, the.
2: Yeah, I guess it's different if somebody's speaking something like that. Yeah, but as an example, I mean, well, you go back a couple of years at Harvard. When they first had their you know, black graduation, they had a lot of criticism. Oh, well, yeah. Which, yes, y- you understood why. Mm-hmm. But this just keeps growing and growing. It's segregation. Yes. They mentioned California Polytechnic State University. This is an extensive list of minority-centered graduation ceremonies. You have the Native American ceremony, uh, Jewish ceremony, Asian ceremony, LGBTQ plus, disabled, uh, Chicanx and Latinx.
0: What was the first one?
2: C H I C A N X. How do you want to pronounce that?
3: I don't know, David. Yeah, I think well, it's that's other like
0: Chicano, right? Yeah, but with an X, what are you supposed to say? Uh, chicanx. I thought it was Chicago Ch- Canadians. For a second. chicanex chicanix Chicanery? chicanks. I don't know. It's a good one. I go with it. Roll with it, man. Sure,
3: American. sounds like a, a shoe line from Kanye West.
2: <laughs> Check <laughs> out my new chicanks,
3: Like walking on clouds.
2: Anyway, <laughs> so they advertise an event called the Monarch Commencement Ceremony that recognized. Uh, and uplifts the accomplishments and successes of undocumented students, and so this is very confusing. Yeah. When we're all supposed to, you know, be coming together, but you're looking at the universities who take part of this. It's the Ohio State, Columbia, Harvard, Illinois State, the University of North Texas, your alma mater, David, um, and the list goes on. So, you know, strange far as the melting pot goes, but that's the way the left wants it. Apparently. Mm. And a stat today that no one is believing. People were asked the top ten things they want to date, and it didn't include good looks.
0: Come on man.
2: No one buying that one. This is the Markley Vane Camp and Robert Show. Are you ready?
1: Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins.
2: We just become best friends. Yep.
1: Making sense of it all.
2: How oh, I
1: get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show.
2: Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Oh, news update, David Van Camp. Yeah. He is slugging through today with half a voice.
3: Trying to, well, not like a quarter of a voice here, so wow. I'm going to rely on okay. the machine here for this news update. Big okay. news. If this stands.
10: A federal judge in Florida has overturned the CDC's mask mandate for public transportation.
3: Wow. Yeah. And you know what's coming next?
10: And now what? liberals are like, <laughs>
0: wow
2: okay man there are a lot of people freaking out about Florida in a number of different ways part of this is Ron DeSantis could be running for president oh he's gonna
0: run and he's gonna beat you
2: yeah well and there's this whole conversation about him or Trump but let's take that conversation and put it aside for a second all right so the media has been coming after DeSantis for well over a year now And, oh, it's hateful what he's trying to do with the don't say gay bill, which is not. And people talking about, well, they can't even say the word gay in Florida, which is completely untrue. It's nonsense. It's the parental rights bill. We all know what it is. And now Florida has rejected 41% of submitted math books over critical race theory. As it's talked about before, how does the left usually defend critical race theory? They say it's not even taught in school. No. It's a college course. It's not even taught in grade school. It's a false narrative. Yet they freak out. When you say critical race theory is being taught in school, we should have a law against it. Well, I don't think you need a law. It's not even being taught. Then why do you have such a problem with the law? I just don't like it whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. Well, as we know, a lot of times the critical race theory stuff comes in every single subject in one way or another. It's how it's taught. And we see basically a story come out of that fact with 41% of these math books rejected. And the department, as far as in Florida, the Department of Education said reasons for rejecting textbooks, including references to critical race theory, inclusions of common core, And the unsolicited addition of social emotional learning in mathematics. Mm -hmm. We've heard a bit about that, too. So after reviewing 132 submitted textbooks, the department found 54 of them, 41% in violation of the state standards. The department said the highest number of books rejected were for grade levels K through five, where an alarming 71% were not appropriately aligned with Florida standards or included prohibited topics and unsolicited strategies. And this is how a lot of the stuff is being taught. It's in every single subject where it infiltrates. So DeSantis is also fighting that right now. Uh, Another story real quick. I don't
3: go ahead. DeSantis talked about it this morning. He did. Because there's a lot of this curriculum that is telling kids to dismantle white supremacy through mathematics or something. And so he's like, no, this is garbage. Here's to Santas today.
0: You know, math is about getting the right answer. And we want kids to learn to think so they get the right answer. It's not about how you feel about the problem or to introduce some of these other things. It's there's a right answer and there's a wrong answer. And we want all our students getting the right answers. And so most of the books that did not meet Florida standards, for whatever reason, happen to be in the early grades. Uh, As you get into the older grades, most of those books did meet the standards. But um, uh, we're going to continue to focus uh, the education on the actual strong academic performance of the students. Uh, we don't want things like math to have you know some of these other concepts introduced. It's not been proven to be effective, and, and quite frankly, it takes our eye off the ball. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you <laughs> wonder, why is he out there on his own doing this? Why are there more governors
2: there some has some of these leaders that are
0: like, okay, we got to do this too. Always has to be a leader. I mean, you understand it in in liberal states with these, you know, dopey governors. You understand that. But in in most of the red states, I mean, unless they just don't have the cojones he does. Again, man, there always has to be a first. And you're going to take
2: most of the barrage of criticism. Mm -hmm. And then there should be others that follow. Because if you're looking out for the best interest of kids, that's what you're going to do. But it's interesting how they try to infiltrate that stuff. How do you feel
0: that two plus two equals four? Does that make you sad?
2: What are we talking about?
0: <laughs> Does the number four make you sad?
2: It's, just, it's, it's, it's crazy. <sighs> Did you hear about the grade school in Michigan, Livonia? Parents there outraged. A kindergartner brought a bottle of ready-to-drink Jose Cuervo. <laughs> what? David lost his voice. Yeah, I He's saw He's laughing that. through his through his coughing fit there.
3: Yeah, it's like the little things you you put in the freezer. It's oh, pretty much
2: bottles like yeah. that.
3: Yeah, okay.
2: So uh, parents not real happy. Um Alexis Smith, one of the parents, her kindergartner had a Dixie cup full of the mixed tequila drink. Said she had like four or five sips. Smith and another mom, Dominique Xanders were pretty baffled when they learned what happened. Just kind of crazy. There's audio of the parents sort of questioning what was going on there. Roll it.
0: He claimed she drank four to five
10: sips. She's feel like a little woozy. She's a little dizzy when we went in, in there with the principal. We asked her, was she okay? How did she feel? She said a little dizzy. She said the girl poured it in her cup and she drank it and then... The girl ended up telling her what it was, so she went to the teacher and told the teacher that is liquor in this cup, and the teacher gave her like a funny face. I'm not sure if they short staffed or whatever, but you know,
2: it shouldn't happen. No,
0: (laughs) I
10: don't know. Maybe her daughter is just a lightweight.
4: (laughs) See,
0: I disavow.
2: Okay, that shouldn't happen till at least fifth grade. We've got to stop the boozing from K through third grade at least.
0: No bringing it in. Do we have to stop the boozing in kindergarten? Through third
2: grade at least. Or maybe at least through sixth grade. Now, well, you know, well,
3: you know what it is.
2: What?
10: Critical liquor theory. <laughs> Golly.
0: Gosh, unbelievable, man. The soundboard. Do we get room for a fourth person on this show? So you got Van Camp and then Van Camp's,
2: you know, weak voice, sort of Stephen Hawking esque, like sound person.
0: Yeah, I kind of like it. I don't mind it much. Markley, Van Camp, Robbins, and Van Hawking <laughs> <laughs> added to the show. I um, like it.
10: Yeah, it's pretty oh, thank good. You.
0: She's so pleasant, too. It's not bad.
2: Okay, also out there today, uh, the vaccines were never intended to prevent infections. That's what we're hearing now, that it's just supposed to keep you out of the hospital, that it's supposed to keep you from dying. Okay, that is the new talking point now from the left. And it is this odd thing because we're going to let people come right through the border, southern border, Title 42 going to go away. Instead of turning people back because of COVID, yet we still have major American cities that are saying that indoor mandate's got to be back. It's, cases have been rising, this new variant, and, you know, we got to do something here. Yeah, and good luck with that. Meanwhile, maybe you saw some of the coverage of China over the weekend. Shanghai, Ugh. 26 million people, and the lockdowns, and people are starving. Yes. I mean, literally starving. Yes. And then they get rations of food. I don't know if you saw any of that on social media, the very little you have to eat just to keep you going. Mm -hmm. But hearing the screams of people. Uh. And, you know, still we have politicians in America that are defending China for a number of different things, including covid covid. that it's been successful, a lot of their lockdowns, and maybe this is somewhat misguided, maybe this is too stringent, but it has worked in the past. How are you not out there saying, this is awful? You can't do this
3: to people. Yeah, I, I saw a video that was supposedly out of Shanghai where somebody was fishing out of a koi pond using a drone. They had a line with bait on it, hooked up to the drone, and the drone dipped down over a koi pond, and they snagged a fish that way, flew it back to their apartment. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay. And I understand, man,
2: when the media has the coverage on Ukraine and the war going on with Russia and how awful it is. But, I mean, don't you think more coverage – Should be happening with what is happening in China when you're talking about lockdowns to that extent. I don't know why that's not at least a little bit of the
3: news package for Legacy. They they know who signs their checks. Yes, that's true. I mean, we all know that's what it comes down to in the end. I mean,
2: it's so cynical, but so true. Um, One other thing, probably we should do something on a lighter note. Okay, this has been making the rounds. Um, This is a divorce lawyer, okay? So again, it's shared all over social media on why men should pay on a first date, okay? Or should they? So I'm just going to play this for you. It's a little over 30 seconds, and then your reaction.
0: Roll it.
9: Roll it. Your date may very well be the person you end up marrying. So let's say at the end of the date, um, you pull out your wallet to offer to pay, and your date just sits there. What did you just learn? You just learned that the person in front of you is entitled and, frankly, has the audacity to expect a near stranger to pay for them. And just imagine how someone like that will treat their significant other, their spouse, for a low, low price of $20, 30 $40. You learned that the person in front of you does not have have the basic courtesy to pretend to offer
0: to pay wow man yeah there are a lot of people get really ticked off
2: social media about that my question is does he have a point?
0: point first date as a guy you expect to pay right well, yeah i mean that's maybe i'm old school on that but that's traditionally the way it's worked yes okay i don't
2: think he's saying that that's not the way it should work it's if the other person offers at all
0: yeah, I, well, yeah. I suppose first date, it doesn't hurt. I mean, you know. I mean, is, is that, that a no, deal breaker? I, I is I that, no. Do you believe what he's saying, that, that that is showing
2: you right there the person's entitled? Hmm. And you're in for a hmm. long season of woe? I'm just asking the question. That's out there.
0: Yeah. I just put you on the spot with it. And all of a sudden, I'm looking at deer in the headlights like,
3: urr, I don't want to say the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well no, it's nice if someone offers to pay. That's a very nice gesture. It is. You know. Um, particularly since we don't know each other that well. If it's a first date, right? So if they don't say anything, does that chalk up to you like, yeah, that's not too cool. Yeah, I never thought about it before till right now. Well when? Well, to come to think of it, uh yeah, I'm 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 good with them offering, yes. David. Well, well what's the opposite of that? Right. What what What
3: does every woman think if a guy says, hey, we're going Dutch on this, right? There's not going to be a second date. Probably not. That guy's a cheapskate. Right.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it only comes down to should they offer? I think if they offer, sometimes it's just enough when they say, I'll leave the tip.
2: So you're saying at least a tip.
0: At least something.
2: Something. But if it's nothing, are you thinking you're in for a life of woe? (laughs) I would know. The one topic no one wants to comment on. This is great. No. More on that. Any news update? Straight ahead, right here. So we're going to have record numbers of people coming up through the southern border in about a month. Right after we arrested 210,000 last month. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be huge numbers. So they tackled that issue on MSNBC over the weekend and had a guest from NPR on there. That is Maria Hinojosa. I got that right again, David said. You're doing okay. well. See, I'm doing better. Yeah, I'm working are. on it. It's great. Um, and she said that there's no threat. It's not. These people, a lot of them, they, they know people in the United States. And a lot of them have jobs. This whole narrative of we don't know who they are. Well, and the people that are on the terror watch list that were arrested over the last couple of months, forget about that. No threat. And then continued on with this lie.
7: And so Joe Biden has had so many opportunities, horrific opportunities, like when we saw Haitian black people being whipped. By men on horses. What? That would have been his
8: moment to stand in front of
7: the horse and say, This stops never again.
8: We're going to reform the Border Patrol entirely top bottom. Mariana Jose as always, thank you for coming to the Sunday show and also for giving voice to the people uh, you've been talking to on the other side of the border. Thank you.
0: <sighs> giving them a voice. What? Haven't, wasn't that myth busted? Yes. Like, that's the whole point. Weeks ago, And I think the final nail in that coffin came last week, didn't it, David?
2: I know you're having a hard time talking.
3: Yeah, they they closed the books on the investigation. They were using the horse reins. We knew that
2: within like six hours of that story breaking. And then they went along with it for another 24 to 48 hours and finally realized, oh, my gosh, we screwed this up. Just keep saying it. Department of Homeland Security, Mayorkas. What did he say? We're going to continue that investigation. People kept asking, hey, what about the investigation?
0: Finally, I'd say, yeah, they didn't do anything wrong. But you still get the lies. Yeah, why didn't Mayorkas come out and go, you know what, I'm, I apologize, I'm sorry I spoke too soon. Please. I, you know, I indicted an entire group of Border Patrol agents and held them up to his objects of scorn, and that was wrong of me, and I shouldn't have done this, and I'll do better in the future. I mean, anything. They don't do that.
2: It was the same way when we just mentioned not long ago that health experts now are saying, hey, the vaccines were not intended to prevent infections. And then Van Camp says, well, wait a second. Um That's not what they said before, and he's got the montage.
5: Vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick.
0: You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. There's only one confirmed positive case per 5,000 fully vaccinated Americans per day. This is a (laughs)
5: pandemic of the unvaccinated. A pandemic of the unvaccinated. A pandemic of the unvaccinated.
0: It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. I know I've said that constantly, and others have as well. vaccination of the unvaccinated. But now health officials. Hey, these weren't
2: intended to prevent it; just keep you out of the hospital and from dying.
0: No, that's not what you said. That's
2: not what you sold. You're not going crazy. They lie. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show.
0: Okay, golly. Well, you know we Man, that's irritating. That is so irritating when I hear it now. I know. Dude, we could do a different example every week. Freaking liars. It's not
2: a joke when you actually say to people, "Listen." If it's a Good Morning America, if it's a Today Show, whatever, if you watch the first opening segment, you can spot lies every single day. Yeah. Or at least not an outright lie, but an omission of truth that gives the viewer a different interpretation of what actually happened and what the truth is. They're masters at that. All right. You got your top three stories? Yes, I do, sir. The Scott Robbins trifecta and a news update straight ahead right here. Inflation, got this war in Ukraine with Russia, the threat of nukes, all this going on, and somehow, some way, Colin Kaepernick makes his way back into the news. Colin Kaepernick.
0: I mentioned this just a second ago, and you're like, "I want to hear it." What? Well, usually it's something insane. So is he, uh, is he talking about boots on the ground in the Ukraine, or? No, he's talking about riding the pine, actually. Riding the pine in the National Football League? I'm willing to play backup quarterback. I just need an opportunity. So am I. I'm willing to play backup (laughs) quarterback, too. I'll hold the freaking clipboard for a million bucks, you jack wagon. I'm willing to. Like, I'm I'm willing to. I'll do it. I'll hold the clipboard. Nobody's asking. Well, from. Gosh dang it. People
2: on the left are like, hey, this guy was incredible. Oh, well, he needs a chance. He was black. He wasn't incredible. I know. He was on the down, downward spiral.
0: Yeah, I mean. Uh, and then you had these BS workouts. God. Blah, blah, blah. I love the it. I'm willing to. <laughs>
2: yes. Yes, David. He said, quote, I know I have to find my way back in. So if I have to come in as a backup, that's fine. God. Okay. But that's not where I'm staying. And when I prove that I'm a starter, I want to be able to step on the field as such. I just need that opportunity to walk through the door. By the way, it almost pains me to get any deeper into this because I know a lot of people are tired of this nonsense with him. But here's the thing. If he's saying, but that's not where I'm staying. And when I prove that I'm a starter. (laughs) Okay, so you're a team that brings that guy in. Is he going to continue on with that? Because usually, what do you want your backup to say? Hey, Van Camp's the starter, okay? I'm here to back him up. If he gets hurt or something like that, I'm ready to go. But he's our starter. That's usually what you want the backup to say. If he comes in with all of the media and saying, I deserve to play. If you're the starter every little mistake, you'll have part of me going,
3: where's Gap? It'd be poison yeah. for a that, team. That's a nightmare scenario.
2: But, so I wonder if he knows that when he says it, because he really doesn't want to play. It, it,
3: I'm tired of figuring out well, who cares. Well, he said it was like slavery playing in the NFL. Yeah. So why do you want to go back to slavery? I, you know.
10: Why does he want to go back to the plantation?
2: I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> if you're just joining the show, you might be able to tell Van Camp's voice is almost gone. Yeah. So he's got like an interpreter. Sort of like a David Van Hawking sort of situation. Yeah.
0: soundboard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounds pretty good. It does sound good. Are you ready for your big three of the day, Mr. <sighs> Robbins? You know what's going to happen, though, with Cap? Can I tell you? If if, his, if the starter <laughs> is gone. a non-African American, uh oh, you know what's going to happen. You know what this team is? Right. Racist! That's right. That's you better it. believe it. Yes. Yep. Yeah, All right. Let's get to your big three. Are you ready?
1: One, two, three.
0: It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well,
1: at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show.
2: We do it every day at this time. Scott Robbins is you in the world. His top three stories
0: of the day, always helped by his hero in life, his top 40 hero, I am Casey Kasem. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Okay. I Hope think we had, you had a good you... weekend. Um... Yes. Good. Good for you, bud. Did you okay. hunt some eggs? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good to hear. I'm ready. Right. Here we go. Three. Alyssa Milano's in the news today. Oh, no. America's favorite, Nut Job. She tweets out, can we stop saying our son to our sons things like, take care of your mother while I'm gone? This is insinuating that women can't take care of themselves. It's BS. <laughs> <laughs> what a moron. The way you deliver that is what kills me. Imagine being married to someone like her who just hates men altogether. She's still single, isn't she? I don't think so. I think she's got a, oh, some emasculated man that walks around the house with an apron on, I'm sure. Well,
2: I mean, you look at her history. It's always trying to get some sort of attention, isn't it? Yeah. One thing after another. Here's Alyssa Milano on Brett Kavanaugh. Here's Alyssa Milano on racism. Here's Alyssa Milano on Me Too,
0: everything else. So now she's saying, hey, son, take care of your mom while I'm gone. Let me, inter- let, me let me just interject one thing here, and then we can move on. Boys, men, okay. okay, take care of your moms if your dad is gone. And never, ever, ever, ever listen to Alyssa Milano. That's pretty sounded. There. All right. We're getting closer and closer to number one. All right. Thank you. Two. Uh, This is going on at Madison Public Library, Madison, Wisconsin. Something is called the Movement and Meditation. It's a movement class where elements of mindfulness and movement intersect for about an hour. Adaptable movements will be shared for all abilities. Notebooks and writing materials will be provided. This is an invitation to get to know your community while learning more about dance, movement, and mindfulness, and it's for elderly people. Okay. The library takes the increasingly popular position that community regards those who share a particular shade of skin. The program is attended for something called BIPOC. Black indigenous people of color, senior 65 or 55 plus space is limited. So register to reserve your spot. In other words, don't bother Whitey. We don't want you here. Okay. So if you're white and 55 plus and you want to go to dance class at Madison libraries, you can't. You're not allowed. So you have to be black. Yes. Or indigenous or a person of color.
2: Period. Yeah, oh, all right.
1: Okay.
0: Yes.
2: All right. The other part of the confusing message, Mm -hmm. and maybe you're more hip to this. I know you're having a hard time talking, David. But being a millennial, I don't mean a stereotype there. You just might have more understanding of seeing this out there. I understand the mindfulness part. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's a new agey sort of thing. But along with movement and dance, yet you have notebooks. How does this all go
0: together? Hmm. I, I it doesn't make much sense Well maybe to you have me. to write down the movements. I don't know. I don't know. David. Okay.
10: Because liberals are insane.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. All
2: right. <laughs> Thank you, David Van Hawking.
0: That's right. Don't to the overthink point. it. <laughs> it yeah. It's just crazy. All right, good enough. I'm trying not to overthink it, but uh the Scott Robbins strike. All identities out. and skill levels, by the way, are encouraged. Well that's good to know. Yeah.
2: Well, you don't know even know what you're doing, but everyone can do the movement.
0: Right. You can go. I can not go. I don't want to go. You don't to go. In. I want to go to dance class, damn it, oh my at the goodness. library. Scott
2: Robbins, top three stories yeah. today, every
0: day at this time, the trifecta. And I think we're ready. All ready to number one? Yeah, this could be my favorite story of the week, And actually. finally, okay. one. Uh, Governor Ron DeSantis looks like he's going to cruise to re-election in Florida. Yeah. As the probable Republican red wave approaches, but there are some people running against him. One of those people is Nikki Fried, the Democrat. Okay. Now, Nikki tweeted this out the other day. She's trailing, by the ways, in the polls, but on Friday evening, something really bizarro world happened. She took to Twitter to let her 282,000 followers know something. She said, quote, it's absurd. That I don't have to, di- that I have to dignify this. It's absurd. I have to dignify this. But there is no sex tape. What? Sorry to disappoint. Also, sorry. Basically, every successful woman, like me, has to deal with these types of rumors. Now, you may be asking yourself, and rightly so, Nikki Fried had a sex tape? Yeah. Does some right leaning outlet start the rumor based on innuendo? Did some major social media outlet pick it up and claim it? The answer to that question is no. (laughs) No one said anything. This is Jussie Smollett, except it involves a sex tape. (laughs) What the hell is going on? There's no no, nobody even insinuated (laughs) there was a Nikki Fried sex tape out there. Okay. No one. I mean, no one.
2: Let's just go over this for a second to figure out in some sort of universe if this is smart political marketing, okay, and it, this is all I'm asking. So it doesn't exist. It's never existed, right? No. And no one said it did. Okay. But by bringing it up, okay, you know how media takes uh, some sort of, hey, there's not a sex tape. They see sex tape. They're like, oh, okay, that's going to get clicks. So you'll get some attention there. By saying it doesn't exist,
0: and these people are trying to say that it does? Yes. Okay, that puts you into victim status. Yeah, why do they do this with successful women to try to tear us down? (laughs) See? I mean, it's crazy. Right. And then, I don't know, you
2: portray DeSantis somewhat as, you know, master of the
0: patriarchy or whatever. somehow connected to to this, he started the rumor, or what? Yeah. You know, this This is out there. The only other person running against him in a primary will be Charlie Crist. And Nancy Pelosi just endorsed him. DeSantis, you can't get any better than that. Nancy Pelosi? It's... Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Charlie yeah, Crist is anything. her guy. Yeah, okay. she endorses him.
7: Nikki, I guess
0: you could say she was a sex fiend. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh okay, hang on. No, get it down. Get it down. Something about a magazine in there. Yep. So that was not written about her. It wasn't. Isn't that crazy? That was not. I just want to say Stop with emphatically, the I did not participate in a sex date. <laughs> and there you have it. Even though no one said <laughs> I did. Nice trifecta
2: there. I put the MAGA hat on. And Well, if she never just lied about this ever existing to begin with, we wouldn't have talked about it today.
10: Holy Only so 10 so people showed up at a rally for her. Who's begging for a sex tape?
8: (laughs) It's
0: really been an honor
8: for me. Yes, (laughs) for me too.
0: Yes, always. (laughs) For me too, buddy. Okay. Holy smokes.
2: Wow. All right, another news update to get to.
0: And, of course, Nimrod's in the news straight
2: ahead right here. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Robin Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, maybe you've heard a Federal Judge in Florida has voided President Joe Biden's national mask mandate, which is in place at airports and covers travel on airplanes and other forms of public transportation. A lot of outlets covering this. I saw it at Daily Wire. Decision today by U.S. District Judge Catherine Kimball Mazell in Tampa also said the CDC improperly failed to justify its decision and did not follow proper rulemaking. The CDC recently extended the mask mandate, which was set to expire April 18th until May 3rd, to allow more time to study the BA2 Omicron subvariant of the coronavirus that is now responsible for the vast majority of cases in the United States. Okay. So it was a woman. You can't go after the man angle with this in Florida. That's one thing. But this didn't make sense to a whole lot of people yeah.
3: on either side. Well, and she is a Trump-appointed judge, so liberals are freaking out. And it's in Florida. Orange man still bad. And, and here's the smoking hot take from my Stephen Hawking box, if you want it. Yes. Oh, yeah.
10: Liberals hate Florida because people in Florida are generally happy. Liberals are generally miserable, so they hate people who are generally happy.
2: Facts. It's true. Yeah, that is true. Oh, and an update from the Darling Nikki story that Robbins had just a little while ago. Yeah. Uh, Nikki fried? Yeah.
3: Not freed, it's fried. Fried. No, oh, it's freed.
2: Freed. Fried. Are you sure? I don't know. Maybe yeah. just let you go fried for a while. Okay. Anyway. Uh, she is claiming there was a sex tape rumor about her that was not true. That's what she said. And the more time goes on, it's like, wait a second, she started the rumor. Democratic Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi has endorsed Charlie Crisp. Yeah. And people think, well, it's, part of this, he couldn't endorse Nikki Freed, for crying out loud. She's making up rumors about herself. So she has lost the endorsement of Nancy Pelosi. And I, Here's a question that I really don't know the answer to. Does that mean
0: anything in the Democratic world anymore, a Nancy Pelosi endorsement? No, it's just the opposite, I would think. It's like you wouldn't want to have her endorse you. I know we keep hearing how much power she
2: has and relationships and all of that, but her actual endorsement doesn't seem like it would mean much anymore, but you never know.
3: Well, by by the way, I just I want to add something in the spirit of Nikki Fried. Okay. Okay.
10: I swear the rumors that Robert Plant wanted me to play guitar for him are false.
6: Okay.
3: <laughs> Vicious rumor.
2: And on that note, we get the Nimrods. Roll it out.
1: When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dean. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley Van Camp and Robbins Show.
0: I love the poorly educated. <laughs>
2: All right. Memorizing the news, we start in the UK. Dude he's 20 years old, messing around with a new laser pointer that he bought this this past November. There was a helicopter overhead. He's like, you know, it'd be funny, point the laser pointer up the helicopter. (laughs) Uh, It turned out it was a police helicopter that was trying to find a missing person. They don't have a sense of humor about that stuff if you haven't noticed. Crew noticed the light beam. They were distracted enough that they flagged the home it was coming from. So some officers went to investigate. Guy admitted, yeah, I flashed it. I just got it. Um, I didn't know it was dangerous. I didn't know it was a crime. really sorry. But while the cops were there for the visit, they noticed something. Drug paraphernalia. So Uh-oh. they returned with a warrant and discovered cannabis, cocaine, and ecstasy. And there were scales and other evidence that the man was a dealer, not just a user. And he also had incriminating messages and photos on his phone. So he just pled to drug trafficking and drug possession charges and sentenced to a little over two years. If you're a drug dealer, hey, I think I'll give you this laser pointer at the helicopter. (laughs) Never in the news. Um, You'll love this one, Robbins. Picked yep. it up for you. Uh, not a lot of details, but there was a guy that was hiking on the Friendship Trail in Hawaii. Here, it's beautiful. Um, he had to be airlifted from there. You know why? No. Nope. think I like, oh, heard, couldn't Got continue. Lost. Something like that. Mm-hmm. No, he was just exhausted. I can't go anymore. Well, too bad.
0: <laughs> you know, these guys... <laughs>
2: If you're going to go out and do this <laughs>
0: stuff, then do it. Don't expect me to pay for you to get rescued because you're dog tired. <laughs> Shut up.
2: And the Dublin Airport in Ireland got over 12,000 noise complaints last year from just one person, 34 a day. Lock them up. And that's Nimrod's in the news.